The main traditional legal categories are talak, repudiation, ghul, mutual divorce, judicial divorce, and oaths. The theory and practice of divorce in the Islamic world have varied according to time and place. Historically, the rules of divorce were governed by sharia, as interpreted by traditional Islamic jurisprudence, and they differed depending on the legal school. Historical practice sometimes diverged from legal theory. In modern times, as personal status, family, laws were codified, they generally remained within the orbit of Islamic law, but control over the norms of divorce shifted from traditional jurists to the state. Philippines Divorce as a means of terminating marriage is illegal for all Filipinos except Filipino Muslims. There is only civil annulment after a lengthy legal separation. The process is costly and long, and there are many legally married couples in extramarital relations, even without a divorce law. Code of Muslim Personal Laws of the Philippines, known as Presidential Decree, PD, Number 1083, Title II Marriage and Divorce, Chapter 3 Divorce allows for divorce recognized by the state. There are two Sharia courts in the Philippine judicial system that hear these cases. On July 27, 2010, Gabriela Women's Party filed in Congress House Bill No. 1799, or the Divorce Bill of the Philippines, as one of many attempts to introduce pro-divorce legislation. Senator Pia Cayetano has filed a separate divorce bill in the Senate. During that time, the Philippines, along with Malta and the Vatican, are the three most conservative countries on the issue of divorce. The bill did not pass any level of legislation because of this. In 2013, the divorce bill was refiled, however, did not pass any level of legislation as well. In a latest attempt, the divorce bill was refiled again in 2017. On February 22, 2018, the House of Representatives Committee on Population and Family Relations approved a bill seeking to legalize divorce, the first time in Philippine history for such a measure to pass the committee level of legislation. The majority of the members of the House of Representatives, lower house of Congress, both majority and minority blocs, are in favor of divorce, however, divorce continues to be a divisive issue in the Senate, upper house of Congress, as stark opposition is present among male senators. Patterns Divorce rates increased during times of hardship, war, and major events. Divorce rates increased after World War II because people were quick to marry each other before they went to war. When soldiers returned, they found out that they didn't have much in common with their spouses, so they divorced. Now, let's take a look at marriage. Is marriage worth it for women? A casual look at how marriage is represented in popular culture may lead one to conclude that ending up at the altar is the ultimate female desire. Wedding magazines are aimed almost exclusively at brides, not grooms. Reality TV shows highlight bridezillas, not groomzillas, and The Bachelor, in which multiple women v for a ring, is a ratings juggernaut. The central attraction in the pageant of the average wedding is reserved for the bride's dress, while the groom's attire receives little billing. Pop culture queen Beyoncé herself has famously admonished men that if they like it, then they should put a ring on it. Men, on the other hand, are often depicted as commitment-phobic, having to be conned or whipped into marriage, or dragged to the altar against their deeply promiscuous nature, which abhors long-term monogamy. The notion of a midlife crisis, during which men are bound to jettison their old wives for a new, younger trophy model is also a familiar cultural trope. Marriage, we have been led to believe, is a natural habitat for women, but a stifling cage for men. Thus goes the popular fantasy. However, in the real world of data, things shake out quite a bit differently. First, 
confounding the view of marriage as the female heaven and haven is the fact that marriage actually appears to benefit men more than it does women. Research has shown that the marriage benefits the increases in health, wealth, and happiness that are often associated with the status quo disproportionately to men. Married men are better off than single men. Married women, on the other hand, are not better off than unmarried women. Second, in contrast to the myth that marriage is a woman's ultimate and sacred fulfillment is the reality that roughly two-thirds of divorces are initiated by women. This is true not only for the young and hip, a recent AARP survey of 1,147 men and women ages 40 to 79 who experienced a divorce in their 40s, 50s, or 60s, found that 66% of women said they initiated the split. New research suggests that there is something unique to marriage other than the trials of getting along day-to-day -day with another person that may make it less than hospitable to women. A recent paper by Stanford sociologist Michael J. Rosenfeld analyzed longitudinal data from the How Couples Meet and Stay Together survey a survey of a nationally representative sample of 2,262 adults in heterosexual relations followed from 2009 to early 2015. The results revealed an intriguing pattern, as expected, women initiated roughly two-thirds, 69%, of the breakups in heterosexual marriages. However, the gendered trend in relationship breakups held only for marriages and not for other non-marital unions. Moreover, women in marriages, but not in other relationships, reported lower levels of satisfaction. According to Rosenfeld, these data suggest that the tendency for women to initiate breakups is not an inherent feature of male-female relationships. Rather, it is a feature of male-female marriage. This finding appears to provide support for the notion that women experience the institution of marriage as oppressive, in large part because it emerged from and still carries the imprint of a system of female subjugation. Rosenfeld notes that marriage law was originally based on the common law assumption that the wife was the husband's property. The last vestiges of this common law tradition legally subordinating wives to their husbands, such as allowing spousal rape, were eliminated in the United States only in the late 1970s. Most women in the U.S. still take the surnames of their husband when they marry, a practice required by law in many states until the 1970s. Just as we cannot maintain grand ancient structures without contending with the limitations of ancient building materials, so it is difficult to sustain old traditions without keeping the old worldviews and habits from which they had emerged. The ghosts of female subjugation haunt the halls of contemporary marriage, to the detriment of married women. First, causality is difficult to establish in the absence of true controlled experimentation. In other words, since we cannot assign people randomly to married and unmarried groups at the outset, any difference between the groups in outcome may be the result of selection, rather than treatment, effects. For example, if married women are more likely to be dissatisfied, it may be because the marriage made them so treatment effect, or because dissatisfaction-prone women are more likely to choose marriage, selection effect. People's expectations of variable not measured in Rosenfeld's data may also play a role in relationship satisfaction. If the culture sets women's expectations for marriage high and men's low, then the reality of marriage, in which men benefit more, may elicit increased satisfaction in men this is much better than I expected and decreased satisfaction in women. Moreover, while Rosenfeld's work may shed light on the push side of the decision to leave, the equation he outlines is probably incomplete as it neglects the pull side. In general, life decisions are multiply-determined. Internal states such as marital satisfaction are likely to be weighed in the decision-making process against external variables such as societal attitudes about divorce, or the ability to maintain contact with children and financial security after divorce. Indeed, 
existing data attests to the importance of such external pull factors in shaping decisions of both men and women. For example, the AARP survey pointed to the fact that men more often decided to stay in a bad marriage out of fear of losing touch with their children. These are not unjustified fears, as fathers often experience decreased levels of contact with their children post-divorce. Conversely, an unsatisfied woman's decision to leave may depend in part on her employment status. For example, Ohio State University's Liana C. Sayer and her colleagues have provided evidence to suggest that unsatisfied women are much more likely to leave if they are employed. At the end of the day, the accumulating data paint a picture of marriage as complex commerce in which women may often play a paradoxical role, they work harder for a smaller share of the benefits which may explain why, while they may often be more eager to get into a marriage, they are often also more eager to. All right, Dad. What y'all think about that? Man, let me tell y'all something here. I think that was a good old talk then. That was a good talk then, man. Like I told y'all, man, I'm sitting outside here on this beautiful day down here in Florida. And I'm smoking on this old cigar here, man. I got me this old Cuban coffee. Man, it sure is a beautiful, relaxing day. Like I told y'all earlier, man, if y'all out there, you know, doing this little time here with a government say we should stay home doing this little corona thing. Man, y'all take this opportunity to spend a little time with y'all family. Now, at the same time I say that, I was reading something the other day, and it said that uh, I wonder how many divorces is going to be after this corona thing is over with. See, folks are spending more time together, husband and wives. See, and that's something right there, people. See, a lot of times we spend a lot of our time with my spouses at work. So we get home in the afternoon after work, you only got a few hours to spend around that person. So it's easy to get along with somebody if you only spend a few minutes with them. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But, but when you got to be all day with somebody, underneath somebody all day, you kind of figure like, you know, you be saying to yourself, boy, I know women be saying to yourself, I sure be glad when this fool go back to work. Because I'm, I'm missing my time. I'm missing my little my Facebook time. I'm missing a little of my Pornhub time. See, women be on Pornhub too. <laughs> I'll just say it. But you know, speaking on this little divorce thing, like I told y'all a little earlier before I began this thing here, I just got a whole heap of experience in this in this marriage and divorce thing. See, I've been married three times. You know, I got married first time, I got married 18, I ain't know nothing. Then 15 years later again, I tried to do it again because I figured I was a little old enough and I figured that maybe it was time to settle down. Because see, I bought into this thing, uh, this marriage thing, uh, and this traditional thing, I bought into this thing like everybody else when they're coming up. You know, that you're supposed to be married, you know, with kids and a, a white house, white picket fence, a little dog named Butch, and a station wagon. But you know, these days, people ain't been on about no station wagon. You know, people like, you know, they want these Mercedes and all them kind of good little stuffs like that. But then I got married again 15 years after I got married the second time. And I was a little older and supposed to be a little wiser. And uh, that marriage didn't work out either. Six years, that marriage didn't work out. The thing about it is that I think a lot of times that we buy into this perception, because that's what it is, perception. We don't rightly figure about marriage because we get into these, these, these relationships and we kind of figure to ourselves, see, let me tell y'all something like this here. I'm going to put it like this here. If I was counseling young folks today, if I was counseling young folks today regarding this, you know, do they want to get married? I have to say like this here. People change over a period of time. And over time that you coming up and you developing yourself, no matter whatever your background was or is, 
you may have some things that you don't even know that you have subconsciously. Just go back to that Sigmund Freud thing here. Subconsciously that you got inside you that you haven't dealt with. What kind of relationship, you know, that you saw when you was coming up, all the folks that was around you. I know all the folks that were around me doing my influential things, they was all, you know, single women. You know, they was all either divorced and the very maybe one or two that was in a relationship with their husband, the husband was catting around. And the husband ain't spent a lot of time at home. You know, back then, you know, sometimes the husband get off work on Friday night and the wife don't see him till Sunday morning. See, that's just how it was back then. That time. See, they had the internet and all this kind of stuff like this. Women was more so dependent on their husbands and things. But women is getting a little bit more opinion. They get a little more independent these days. And they kind of rightly they figured out that, you know what, you don't need to depend on no man. See, that's see, and I, and, I, and I blame all this because of that internet thing here. But like I was telling y'all, there's a whole lot of background on yourself that you probably don't realize about relationships. And there's a whole lot of things on that woman's part there that she don't really realize about relationships. And you get two people that coming together, not understanding and having subconscious things inside the head about marriage and what they want and not really figuring out what they want. Because see, a lot of times when we meet somebody, y'all always know this, y'all know this. When we meet somebody, it's all about what we see. You know, not about what's inside them, about what we see. How good they look. You know, how big their penises is. You know, how, how, fat, how fat her camel toe is. How good she is in bed. How good she is in can she kiss. You know, do she got this or do he got that? See, like these days right here, see these days, like I say with the internet thing here, women ain't got more smart and more advanced now. See, like the old days when the more boys like my granddad and them got married, you know, my grandmama, she couldn't go nowhere. My granddaddy was a great dealer. When he get up in the morning and go to work, she couldn't go nowhere. She didn't have no contact with no other folks. Like my grandmama, I think the only friend that she had was the next door neighbor. She couldn't go to that woman house with my daddy. My granddaddy was gone. Because, see, she couldn't come out the front porch. Now, y'all, these days, y'all may think that that's, uh, that's bad, that's cruelty, but that's the way it was back then. And I keep telling y'all folks that y'all can't be judging people by today's standards. You see what they did back then. Because that's the way they did it back then. And them, and them women, they stayed married long because them women, they didn't have nothing else. They depended on their husbands. They didn't have no career. They didn't have an internet where they can look in that internet when their husband go, go away and they can see these gay sex things, you know, women with women, and they can and, and they can see all these these fabulous things that women doing, traveling the world and all that kind of stuff without a man. They didn't have that stuff back then. So you get these women these, the, today, you see, you hear some of these old folks that say they've been married 50, 60 years, and young folks, they say how blessed they is. My granddaddy, grandma, they've been married 50 years. But see, if they sit there and really talk to their grandmama, they'll they realize that it was a lot of times their grandma wanted to punch their granddad in the throat with her two fingers. See, she stayed with him because she settled. She learned how to settle. Because she figured that that's just the way it was supposed to be. And I know we be praising these long marriages of these old folks, but see, it was a different time. And you know, people learn how to settle. Because see, when you get married and you get married young, let me tell you something. The first thing you can do is you can get married young. Because when you get married young, 18, 20, but like I said, when you get married before you're 30 or 35, you ain't really did nothing in life. You ain't really experienced life. And now you get married when you 18 or you 20 years old because thinking that this, this is going to be your, your, your rest of your life piece of, piece of sex. Your rest of your life 
piece of penis. Your, your rest of your life piece of vagina. You know, this is the only thing that you need. You know, you get married young and you don't feel like, you don't realize that you got a lot of growing to do. And a lot of times along the way as you growing, she's growing also. And y'all can be growing in two separate directions. Now, all I like to tell young folks too is when they first get married, they first get hicked or hitch up. In the first four years, don't have no kids if you're going to get married young. Because see, give, your, give yourself some time to enjoy her and give yourself some time to enjoy him. You see, because when you get married young and you still growing and she's still growing, then you had these kids. Then like the first, first, two, first two years you're getting the marriage, you had these kids. After that, the whole world surround them kids. You're working for them kids. You ain't getting to know each other because you ain't got to know each other time. Young folks, you ain't got to know each other time. And see, the times are more different right now, like I tell y'all, because it's in that thing here. Cause see, he on there looking at Pornhub and on Facebooks and Instagram, looking at these other gals. And then here you is, y'all only got hitched up, and you had that old nice body when y'all first met. But see, now you start having them kids and them scratch marks and everything just, just gets all out of proportion. And he looking at you, and you don't look the way you look, you know, when y'all first got hitched up. So now he online looking at all this other stuff. Now see, now she she doing the same thing. She looking on headlines, she looking at all these pretty fine, shapely women, and they doing all these things. Here she is all knocked up, waiting on this fool to come home. See what I'm saying? The day ain't like it was a long time ago. I tell folks these days, don't y'all get married. Well, marriage is the worst thing you can do, and worth for marriage is the, is the biggest transfer of wealth. Now, what I mean by the biggest transfer of wealth is all because of economics. See, women these days are a little bit more smart and a little bit more cunning. See, a smart woman, she gonna marry a fella that got some opportunity behind him. He got a good career. He's a good earner, right? So she know that, like, this is an investment. See, this is an investment. Having kids is an investment for a small, smart woman. Now, see, you got some of these dumb gals out here that get on well, but they have all these baby these old fellas out here, these old no-good fellas, and they ain't got nothing. And then when, when she get knocked up, then that fella leave her for some other guy he found on Instagrams. And now she left with one and two kids from this old fool because now he don't want no more because he didn't gone on. So, so here she is, she's, she's left with a liability, with two liabilities, a full liability with all these kids. And her body ain't in shape no more, so she can't go out there directly and get no quality guy with, with some body stuff because now she done got all knocked up and her body's all out of transfer shape. His body's still in good shape because he's a man. But see, a small woman, what she gonna do is, she gonna, she gonna, she gonna, she, she gonna look for opportunity. She will look for opportunity in a guy that if he decides that he wants to go with the course of these days, she can pop him up for a few dollars. And, and I'm going to tell y'all something. Only thing a woman got to do is they marry y'all for seven years and you're going to pay alimony. You're going to pay child support for about 18 to 25 years. And that's a funny thing to me that, 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 that in life that you can, you can get a situation where you got to pay alimony for maybe 18 to 25 years. But certain situation, if you were married or married to that woman and she ain't worked in the last 15, 20 years, you could be paying alimony for the rest of her life. Pay for her to just sell her tails. And I know a fella like that. They married 25 years ago, the woman, she catting around on him, right? They divorced. She getting paid for the rest of her life. He got to work overtime just to pay her. And the thing about it is this dumb fool and went out and got married again to another gal. While he's still paying alimony for the rest of his life to this other woman that he got to pay. And she had a good job. She quit her job. Because she made money sitting on her tail by him working his overtime paying her. For the rest of her life because she got 25 years investment in him. 
And I know this old other fella, he was married about 30 years of this gal. He goes down there to Columbia and meet this old young gal. Now he's about 67, almost 70 years old, still working. Can't retire. Paying his, paying his old lady about two, three thousand dollars a month. His ex old lady. She's sitting on her tail. She can't work because she said she got a bad back. So, but this fool, he goes out, he goes to Columbia and pay for this old young gal and her two little kids come back up here. Now he's seven some years old, they tell two somebody else's uh, little old teenage kids with a young wife and working his tail off. It looked like a little troll. Now that old gal in Columbia surely married up for opportunity. Because she got it better over here to the state than she had in, uh, in Columbia. Now her kids be taking care of this, this other old fool and he think he doing something. And I be looking at something I say to myself, I say, boy, I wonder what that woman be thinking when he be on top of her. I know, I know she just opened her legs and just closed her eyes and just imagine that it's Brad Pitt on top of her or something. That woman got to have a good imagination. But see, that woman, she making that sacrifice. Because see, that old gal, she may not can talk English real good, but she understands the opportunity she got here in America that she just need to hold on for over seven years with this old fool, wait for this fool to kick over. And then she got the other half of his pension. While the first wife got the other half. It's just the opportunity thing. Now young folks these days, I tell young folks, especially young men, don't y'all go get married. I remember when I was down there on the Air Force base. I used to watch these little young airmen come in. I used to tell these young airmen, I say, look man, you got these little goods coming from outside onto the base at the airmen's club the party. These little young girls just looking for a husband. Because some of them young girls around the military bases, they know if they get them a military fella, right, and they have a baby for them quick, right, they only they 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 going they they are they they, are, they they gonna get allotment for them. They gonna get a check for them every month when that fella divorce her. Opportunity, and I don't blame a woman at all. I don't blame a woman at all. I don't blame a woman. Let me tell you something. If you a woman and you out here giving your stuff away for free and it's good quality stuff, you a fool. You a fool. If you're giving your good quality stuff between your legs away to some of these old no good fellas that ain't got nothing, you a fool. Because you got a golden opportunity. You may not can find a job, but what's between your legs and you halfway decent look, keep your body up, you can meet one of these fellas that got a little something and you can take their tails to the bank. I know. I know. I know. Because let me tell you something. I remember this time when I was a little younger, you know, I was running around Michigan and uh, I had just uh, came back from Texas. And I was running around Michigan, and I met this old girl, right? I, you know, I didn't even know this old girl was in the neighborhood, really. I was going to going to the liquor store, happened to park my car where I always park it across from the liquor store, in front of these houses, ran to the liquor store, came to the liquor store, and I looked across the street, and I saw this old gal sitting on her front garret, on her front porch. So I called those, because she was a good-looking gal, too. She wasn't too cute, cute in the face, but uh, her body, oh, her body was just outstanding. So you know me, there was a boy in my drinking times. One of my drinking times, I really didn't care about too much about nothing, right? So I goes over there and I talk to her, right? And come to find out, this old girl, she ain't had no kids. Now she in the hood, right? She ain't no hood rat, because I ain't never seen her rat catting around the hood, right? This just this this this, this right here was just one of them rare sightings, you know, like like a like a you see a, a cuckoo bird. You know, ain't no cuckoo birds are rare, but you see this cuckoo bird, you know, see the cuckoo bird around your neighborhood. So there was a rare opportunity for me to meet this old fine cuckoo bird. So I sit there and talk to her and ask her, you know, hey, you know, why I ain't never seen you around, you know, around the hood? 
I ain't never seen her up at the Neil Down Park uh, or, or at the after hour joint catting around. I ain't never seen this girl around here, so I get to talking to her. And she said, well, I don't hang around here. I'm thinking to myself, what, you too good for the hood, for the hood fellas? She's like, yeah, I'm too good for them. So I get to catting around with her, you know, not, you know, just talking to her. So, like I say, uh, one night, you know, I talked to her and, you know, she wouldn't give me no place. She wouldn't go out with me because I had a nice little convertible. Uh, Fiat Spider 2000 at the time. I had a nice little car, convertible top. I have a penny in my pocket. I have a dime to my name. I had nothing, but I had that little pretty car, and I had enough money to give me a bill. I used to always keep me a keep a couple, a few little little marijuana marijuana sticks in the car, just in case I run into one of them chicken heads around the neighborhood. All thing you needed was back then was a 40 ounce beer and maybe a joint, and you get them in the car. You do what you. It was on, you know, Party Central. But every girl, she wouldn't go for it, right? So. One night, you know, around about eleven o'clock. See, I had to, I had this thing back then to I ain't ride with, I I ain't want to be seen with no woman until after dark. And I'm not taking you to no club and I'm not hanging out with you because I do all my trapping in the daytime. I had my trapping. I go around a couple couple trapping me. Back in my time what trapping men was, I'm checking I'm checking my women. I go around different women's houses in the daytime, hang out, talk with them, but I ain't taking you nowhere. I may share a beer with you and, and maybe a joint. I ain't smoking no weed, still don't smoke that stuff, but I always kept some because some of them gals did, right? So I remember one night, and then when it gets like, when it get dark, around about 11, 12 o'clock, that's the time when I try, when I try to figure out, okay, who I'm going to knock up, who I'm going to knock up tonight, right? So one night, I guess the old feeling, I say, you know what? I'm going to go around this old gal house, you know, this old gal that I met at a stove, right, who says she don't hang out, right? So this particular night, I was drinking some bra some Brass Monkey. Brass Monkey, that funky monkey. You know, Beastie Boy, that's on Brass Monkey. I was drinking that Brass Monkey, right? I had me a bottle of Brass Monkey. So I goes over to the gal's house, right? And uh, goes there, and she reluctantly let me in because she said she's about to go out. I'm like, you about to go out? Where you going to? She said, I'm about to go over to Canada. She said, that's where I hang out. I hang over, hang out in Canada, on Canada, right? I was like, well, okay, but that's cool. Well, I'm just gonna come in for a few. You know, we had this little drink while you getting dressed, and then I'm gonna go. On, I'm gonna go on, you know, to the night rides club or something like that, right? She, but she say reluctantly, she say, oh, okay, well, while I'm getting dressed, you know, you, you you come on in here while I get dressed, right? We talk a little bit. Now, one thing I know about that dra that brass monkey, that brass monkey is kind of sweet, okay? And that brass monkey would sneak up on you. So I say, look at here. Why you getting dressed here? You won't want y'all to drink with me. You don't get your little this brass monkey, you know? You're like, brown don't know no brass monkey is. I say, well, this is this, that good stuff here. This is the good stuff. It's nice and sweet. You see, women like sweet stuff, okay? So, I'm going to tell y'all. So, she gets, a, she gets a little glass of that brass monkey, right? She sipped that, gra that brass monkey. And I was like, whoa, okay? And I'm sitting there watching this gal, right? Now, this back here, they're doing this time. I ain't know what no weed was. You know, people with them good, put this, all this weed with stuff there. But this girl back then, she was wearing weed. And I'm saying, look at that girl, how long her hair is, and it was kind of like a blondish. I'm looking at her, because she didn't look like that early when I seen her, right? Yeah, she doing her hair. I'm looking at her body. Let me tell you something, this girl had a, man, look, Kim Kardashian, the body that Kim Kardashian paid for, it ain't as bad as this, ain't as nice as this girl body was naturally. This girl had a perfect body. Like them Instagram girls on Instagram, they go in there and get them, fix a flat to fill their butts up, you know? This girl was all natural, and she was sharp. I'm sitting there looking at this girl getting drunk, thinking to myself, man, I ain't never seen nothing like this in the hood. This girl is, look, she fixing herself up. Like I say, she wasn't too cute in the face, 
But see, but when she put that, when she had that weave in her hair and how long it was, how she did it, and that outfit she had on, this girl was outstanding. See, women are good at illusion and perception. That's what you fellas don't realize. Women are the best at illusion and perception. See, a woman can, a woman can go to the dollar store and get a dollar store outfit or a one dollar store outfit. And as long as she got a nice body, she can put that dollar outfit on and them three dollar shoes and still look like a million dollars. See, because women are all about that perception. See, men ain't got no figuring on how much women clothes cost. See, women know how much a man's stuff costs. She knows she look at a man and see if them expensive shoes is cheap shoes he wearing on. She can look at his watch, see if it's a real Rolex or if it's, if it's one of them face Rolex. See, women know the value of what a man put on his body. See, a man, he don't take time out to know the value of one woman put on his body, or her body, you see what I'm saying? So this girl was looking outstanding. I'm sitting there, man, I'm, 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 I'm sitting there, man, I'm, looking, I'm like, man, I ain't never seen nothing like this in the hood before. I ain't never seen no hood, hood chick like this. You see what I'm saying? So we sitting up there, and uh, she sipping on that brass monkey. And then it got to be around about this was around about eleven. I went to the house, so it got to be around about twelve, right? That brass monkey started kicking in. <laughs> that brass monkey started kicking in on her, right? So you know I'm getting to talking to her, you know, and and then you know she let me touch her kneecap. Well, that was it right there. And uh, I'm kicking it with her and everything. So uh, it's got about time for her. You know, to get in her car and drive over to Canada from uh, from Detroit, right? Well, we was up in the Detroit area. So, okay, I, that's cool, you know. So she, you know, she gets in her little car, you know, and no, 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 no. Me, you know, me, 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 and me and her was talking about Canada. The first time, I first time I went over there with the brass monkey, while she was getting there, we talking about Canada. I'm like, well, why are you going over to Canada? She said, well, over in Canada, she said, I only fool. She said, I only only fool with guys that got money. She said, I don't mess with no black men. She said, I don't spend no mess with no men in the hood. So don't think you getting none. Now, one thing about me back then, one thing, if you tell me that I ain't going to get so that's like a challenge to me. You see what I'm saying? I'm going to play it cool, like cool hand Luke, right? So she say I goes over to Canada, and I messes with these white boys over to Canada because they got that money. She said, I don't waste my time giving my body to no bloke, no, no broke Negro, especially knowing they live here in the hood. And then me at that time, I say, well, okay. I say, well, I say, that's cool to her. I say, but I bet I can go over to Canada and pull more women than you can men. So I made a bet with her. And what I mean by pull is, back in that time we called pull is, you know, when you was good at talking to a woman, you know, you can go over to Canada. Because I'm thinking to myself, well, this girl here, this girl got a good hustle going on. She had a good hustle. Her hustle was going over to Canada, getting that money from, from, from the white boys over there. So I figured you got some white gals over there that I probably can hustle up on to get me some money from the white gals. Because, you know, I'm pretty good in bed. You know, I, I'm, you know, I, I, I know my thing, you know. So I made a bet with her that I can go over to Canada and, and, and get more women than she can men. Now, my thing was at time was not so much to go over there to win a bet. My thing was to find out where she go over there to Canada, to scope the place out, to do a little reconnaissance, okay? So we made the bet, and she told me her spot. That see, that was all she had to do was tell me the spot that she go to. See, now it's on now. So we goes over to Canada right, separately. She goes over there, and I let her do her thing, right? So we get to we get we goes to the club. I goes a little later, and uh, I see her in there. She looked like a million dollars, and she got this old white boy, right? This old white boy spending money on her. I'm looking at her from a distance. I went in the club. I don't talk to her because she she's doing her thing. See, this woman doing her thing. I'm not messing with her when she's doing her thing. She on her hustle. I ain't talking to her. I ain't looking at eyeballing her. I ain't socializing with her. That girl doing her thing. So I went there just to go there as a passive observer. 
right? And I watched this gal all night. This gal was making that old, them old, them old white boys spending money on her left and right, right? And then she leaves with, with this fella, right? And I say, okay, okay, I, I, I see what she doing now. She on her hustle, right? Now, I ain't calling that gal no prostitute because I don't know if they slept together or not. I don't know nothing about that stuff. But I know that them, them fellas was buying money on her, spending money on her left and right. And she left there with one of them fillers, right? And they got in one of them nice cars. Real nice car. Because I watched. They got in one of them nice cars. So, the next day, you know, I, I went to the house and we sat there and talked about it. And I told her that I liked her hustle. I see why she don't mess with cats here in the hood. Because what she's doing is, she's not devaluing her body. Messing around with the one of these no good fellas in the hood that's going to knock her up and then go on to the next one. See, if she goes over there in Canada, she made a mistake and get knocked up by one of the white boys, right? They going to pay. They going to pay. But one of these old no good fellas in the hood ain't got nothing. She wasting her time. And even with me, I ain't had nothing. So, I remember this one second night, I goes over there on the weekend and good. And, and again, she's getting ready to go off to Canada, right? So, I say, okay, well, you know, at the same time, you know, I got my little brass monkey. I say, well, look, I'm going to come on in while you get dressed. We can sip on this Brad monkey, and then you can go on, you know, you you go do your thing. You say, okay, because we starting a friendship now, right? So not no sexual friendship, but just, you know, we cool. Because the first time, everything went all right. She let me in the house, we drunk some brass monkey, and she went on to her business, and I seen the way she do her hustle, everything fine, right? No strings attached, we all right. But the second time I go over there, we drinking, we drinking that brass monkey, right? And I'm feeling, I didn't, man, this, this girl was fine. And she got her panties and bra on. I'm looking at her panties and bra. I'm like, God, dog, this girl fine. Now, I was living with my mama at the time. We were living in this old house, and I had a little room upstairs. So we get there. So now I'm looking at this guy and this brass monkey kicking in, and the brass monkey kicking in on her. So I say, well, look here. You know, it's late. It's late night. I say, look, why don't we take a ride in my convertible? Put the top down at night. We take a ride in my convertible. She said, well, no, I got I to get over to Canada. I said, okay, well, that's cool, too. She said, well, you know what? because that brass monkey kicking in now. She said, well, look here. Well, you know, we, we might can run, spend a few blocks, okay? Because I'm thinking myself, she probably already wanted to ride in my convertible anyway. You see what I'm saying? So we get to my convertible, and we spend a few blocks, and we sipping on brass monkey and everything. And I stopped by mom's house. I said, well, look, I got to stop by the house for a minute. That was just one of the plays, you know, one of the plays. I said, you can come on in while, you know, while, you know, check some things out, check on mom's. So, broad stopped at mom's house. She came on upstairs. I had like a little loft. My little loft was laid out and everything. And I had my little jazz and stuff on. I said, well, look, I'll be right back. I'm going to check on mom downstairs. So, goes to check on mom's, come back upstairs. You know, she chilling now, sipping on the brass monkey. I got that jazz going. You see what I'm saying? She's feeling relaxed now, right? So, man, let me tell you something. I'm sitting there and looking at brass monkey and that jazz is going. She gets up. She starts taking off her clothes. I say, look at this thing here. This girl takes off her clothes and she had a thong on. That, that, was, that thong song, let me see your thong, thong, thong. Man, let me tell you something. That girl took her clothes off. I was like, what the hell is this? Man, when I jumped off in that gal, Man, I was harder than times than 29. Man, I put a whooping on that gal. I hit her every which way. Left, right, left. Let me tell you something. I, psh, man, I, don't, I don't brag when it comes to sex, but, but I, put it, I put it on that gal. Because at that time, I ain't never seen nobody like that. And she was feeling good. She was putting it on me right back. 
I took her home that morning, man. That girl was bow-legged when I took her home. She was bow-legged. I tore that thing up. That girl had probably had some of the best, and her body was so tight. Her body was so tight, you, you probably can drop a corn on it and it'll pop off. I tore that thing up, right? So, a few more times that I, few more times I went over there like that late at night, and I caught her, and then she got hip to me, because I would never go by in the daytime. Like I told y'all, I don't ever know get no daytime when the daylight. I go by at night when I want something. She caught on to me, because I would never go by in the day. I would never come by in the daytime no more. I just come by at night, and I had that brass monkey. So she was like, no. She was like, look, we got to stop this. She said, I know what you're doing. She said, I don't see you in the daytime. You only come by here at night when you want something. And she said, furthermore, I told you I don't mess with no cats in the hood. Now, at that time, I already got it. So I ain't really stressing about it, right? And I know she got to get on her hustle. And I know that one thing I don't want, I don't want to knock her up, right? Because I ain't trying to take care of no babies. I ain't got no babies today. But I know she had a hustle and she had a moneymaker. And I'm not trying to mess her head up. And I'm not trying to mess, mess, mess her body up. So, you know, that that last time when she said this, I took it to mom. I, bang, I banged out again and dropped off. And I ain't seen her since. You see what I'm saying? Now, I, I don't know. I don't know where that girl at the guy at the day. But I know wherever that gal at the day. That gal is successful. That gal used her body for the most. Now, she kind of slipped up a little messing around with me. You know, with my no good butt, mess around with that brass monkey. But every now and then, we do slip up, and we let our, our our emotions get the best of us. And we do something stupid. But then we come to our senses and say, hey, I got to leave this fool alone, because this fool right here, right, there ain't, ain't no future in this fool right here. So she got back on her hustle. Now, I always remember that girl, because that girl, girl taught me that the value, women should value big stuff. And I remember when I talked to when my nieces was growing up, I used to tell my nieces all the time, don't you mess with no, no good Negro. You find you that guy in class that's a nerd. That everybody laughing at, they're wearing that, 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 uh, that pocket protector with all them ink pens and pencils in it, wearing them thick glasses. That's the guy that's going to be successful in the future. And that's what's going on today. If y'all realize what's going on today, the nerds are ruling the world. Y'all, y'all understand what I'm saying? It, it, ain't, it ain't the big strong feather with all the muscles and the abs. Y'all look at them two boys who run run Google. Them boys, them two boys who run Google, probably never had never had sex until they started Google. Ain't no gals were interested in them guys. Them guys look like two nerds. The nerds are ruling the world these days. I used to tell my nephew, y'all, y'all on the ground floor. Don't have your babies by these no good, good looking feathers. Just because they look good and they probably smell good, they ain't got nothing. Cause I know, cause I was one, I was one of them fellas. You find me that you find you that guy that that that, that they got a future that nobody wants, cause that's the guy that's gonna be successful. And I tell people all the time these days here. I say, you know what? Can you imagine how old this thing got started? The weak fella, the weak fella, the weakest fella in 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 the in the, in the, in the village or the tribe who wasn't strong enough to fight. Didn't have, didn't get no women. This is the fellow that, that when the wars came, he, he ran off the other way and laid on the mountaintop and looked in the sky. And he figured out a way to control everybody. He said in that thing, he said, I'm not the strongest. I'm not the prettiest. But you know what? I'm kind of smart. He's the one that put all this stuff in, in the, in, in the, uh, he put all, he's the one who implemented all these, who suggest all these laws, these rules, these regulations. That the strong people got to go out and fight for. Like you look at some of your senators and congressmen. Those guys probably, 
those, those guys probably never even took a boxing lesson. I was watching that boy Putin. I was watching that boy Putin in Russia. I don't think you if you put Putin in the ring with you 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 probably get put put Putin in the ring with Obama, Clinton, and Trump. And Putin probably beat all of them physically. Cause that boy Putin, that, that he, he know that MMA wrestling and boxing and stuff like that. He's, that man, that man that can fight. But none of our presidents can because see they nerds. They all nerds. They use their brain. They 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 outsmarging. And them the kind of them the kind, these are the kind of fellas that I tell these young girls, that's the kind of gay girl you want. Cause see today, marriage today it ain't like it used to be. Ain't no way these gals gonna stay married to these guys. You gonna be these guys gonna these gals gonna stay married to these guys for no long length of time. Because these gals, because it's just too much internet and social media to get distracted on. These gals don't want to spend no time, no 24-7 with no husband. Especially without a kid. Because like I say, when the kid comes into everything is about the kids. So everything ain't about me and her no more. Everything is about the kids. The kids, the kids, the kids. You know, these fellas these days, I know some fellas that, you know, they, they, can't, they can't, they married. And they can't wait to get home and watch porn. They don't cheat on their wives. They, they got to have porn. They in there jacking off, doing all that other kind of stuff like that. You know, don't want to be with their wife because they, they tired of them. They want to distract them. The wives tired of being, being with the husband, so the wives may drink or do all kind of old crazy stuff just to be, get out of the house away from that fool. And they all quit, quick, probably, probably quick to, uh, to probably quick to cat around if the opportunity presents itself. Like I call low hanging fruit. If it's low hanging fruit, they probably get something quick. They, they probably get it. Ain't nobody going to be, it's just unnatural to be with somebody these days for a lifetime. And like I say, some of these grandmamas that you're talking today, they probably glad, glad that their husband's, probably glad their husband's dead. Probably glad, because they been wanting to get rid of that fool all the time. And today, y'all ain't getting, you ain't going to be married all the time. You ain't gonna, just going to do it. Too many distractions out here. You can't go have, go have a take with no fool, especially without no kids, unless y'all truly have something in common that y'all like doing together. If you got a business together and y'all like doing that business together, if you truly got something in common, but most young folks, when they get married, they ain't got nothing in common. The only thing they got in common is what they see at first. And that's why the marriages don't last. And like I say, when they get the, when they get the banging on them wives, they start popping all them doggone kids off. She don't look as sexy as she used to when she ain't had them kids. I know I walk there in the park. When I go walk through the park, I see cats with their they wives. Some of them women be all overweight and everything, be hanging out. And some of the fellas, too. You know, and them guys, they wives be looking at me because I be looking good when I walk through there. You're looking at me. I know they do. <laughs> I'm just messing with y'all. I'm just messing with y'all. But what I'm saying is that these days people ain't satisfied. We're in a, we're in a culture and society and in a time in our country these days where people ain't satisfied with nothing no more. Everybody wants something new. Everybody wants the latest. Everybody want, see, a lot of times you see when uh, you in these marriage, the material things kind of keeps you together. That's why you got to always have new furniture, a new this and that, because you can't get a new husband. You can't get a new wife. So all that you can do is satisfy her by trying to make enough money and buy her material things to, to, to distract her to keep her busy. You know, I be hearing about married, married men, been married all these years and they ain't even having sex. Oh, we married 20 years, but we don't have no sex anymore. But we used to each other. And that's all they do is this. They, they dream about having sex with some gal. Looking at internet, looking at Pornhub. I like Pornhub personally. I think porn over cheap. And you think about it. What do you get married for? What do you get married for? You tell me. If you sit down with a person, ask them what they get married for. You get married for sex. 
Sigmund Freud had to say what Sigmund Freud say, everything is about the genitals. Everything is about the genitals. Why you get married? You get married because you see this girl and she, and, 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 uh, and she look like a little something. Then you have a little sex with in bed, have a little sex thing in bed, and it's good. And you figure, oh man, this is going to be good for a lifetime. And you ain't figuring all these things going to come about in a lifetime, how she going to change and how you going to change. You see what I'm saying? And it ain't going to be about sex. You got to have something in common without sex if you're going to be married to that person for a lifetime. You know, you talk to some of these men that's been married, some of those on and he's asking them last time they had sex with their wives. They probably couldn't even tell you. Lay in bed together every night for 15 years and never had sex. Don't even touch each other. She bored, he bored. But see, she got to stay married to him because they got their little financial obligations together. He got a little money. You know, they got all this little stuff, these little material things. And the material things takes the place of sex, so that kind of keeps them together. But why do people get married? Why'd you get married? Think about it. You married her because she looked good, and then she gave you a little sex, and a little sex was good. You married him because he was going somewhere, right? He got it was an opportunity somewhere. Or if you one of them dumb gals, you married him. You married him because he looked good and he ain't got nothing. Or you had babies by that fool because. You know, he looked good, and, and uh, he had a big ding-dong. He like his big ding-dong, but let me tell you something. If he got a big ding-dong, that means his big ding-dong is like by other women, because ain't no man going to have no big ding-dong and just give it to one woman. Now, that's what y'all need to realize right now. Ain't no man going to have no big ding-dong and just give it to one woman. So you women think about that. Some, I hear so many women say, oh, man, I want a man that's well hung. Let me tell you something. If a man is well hung, he ain't just getting it to you, because that's just too much to get to one woman. You figure if, if, a, if a man got a ding-dong down, down his doggone kneecap, why do he want to give it to one woman? That's something, that, that's something that's proportionate enough to share with a whole bunch of women. Think about it, woman. You women out there who like them men just because they got a big ding-dong and they ain't got nothing. He ain't going to be shaking. He ain't going to be faithful to you. Because that's just too much ding-dong to share. they not to share. I ain't going to lie to you. If, I, if my ding-dong was down to my doggone kneecap, shh. Man, I'm sharing that thing. Every opportunity I get. Every opportunity I get, I'm going to wear me some spandex pants where that thing can show. When I walk into the park with them, I walk by the window and they look at that. Ooh, look at that thing there. <laughs> that dude, that guy, that guy wore them big old things there. I'm sharing it. That little my advice all you women out there who want a man with one of them big ding-dongs. You can get one. But let me tell you, it's not going to be exclusive to you because it's just too much to share with just you. Think about that. You want your average size. You want your average size, man, where you kind of control that thing. <laughs> where they must share with everybody. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, dumb to marry with y'all. That's just my opinion and not the facts. <laughs> but this marriage thing is something else. You gotta ask yourself, why are you marrying that person? Can I live with this person for the rest of my life? I'm talking to the fellas right now. Can you live with her when them babies start popping out her tail and them stretch marks come? And when she's sitting there and y'all watch TV and she's just eating up everything, getting big as a good year blimp, when she don't want to work out, she don't want to exercise, when she starts bugging you about a new house every 10 years, every 15 years, about new furniture, when you, she starts begging, begging you for all these amenities to, to surround herself with to so-called make her content and make her happy, right? When you got to keep earning and, and keep burning, you know, that would, you want to get mad at that? Let me see, life is very simple. Like I was telling y'all on my other little talk there about naked and afraid. 
Life is very simple. Only thing a man need, I'm tell you like this, I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna tell y'all only thing a man need. Only thing a man need is roof of his head and some food. And to get his genitals off every now and then. And he can do that just as easy. Just just uh, just uh just 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 but going on Pornhub. How long is it gonna take? <laughs> I'ma tell I'm gonna tell you your cost savings. I sure hate they did that too. I'm gonna tell y'all what I did one time. It, and it, I'm gonna tell y'all this was like this was just a social experiment that I did, okay? You know, I was working up there in uh I don't know if I told this story before on the pie talk here. I was working up in Delaware and I was working about 80 hours a week. I was working long hours, right? Right? Single man, you know, like I am now, you know, and I ain't getting married again. If you if you if you see me with a wife holding up for the police, <laughs> y'all better come arrest this chick because she ain't mine. <laughs> but didn't have no wife, and I worked on my hours, so I didn't have a lot of time to go out and hang out. So this one particular time, at that time you just can go on Craigslist and look in the back of Craigslist, right? And you can see pictures of women that'll come over and service you. You know what I mean? So this particular time I said, well, you know what? I'm just too busy to go out here and be dating gals, right? Plus, I don't want that, I don't want that responsibility because I ain't got no time to be laying up here and talking to you. See what I'm saying? I don't have no, have no time to be entertaining no woman. You know, I'm not the entertainment committee. You know, I don't have no time for all that kind of stuff. Entertain you, talk to you. Then if you got kids, put a fake smile on my face for your kids. I don't like your damn kids. They ain't my kids. If the daddy ain't want to like him, he won't take care of him here. Why should I? That's <laughs> just my opinion, not the facts, okay? But I ain't want none of that, right? So I goes on Craigslist, and I see this little gal, right? I calls her up, and I say, let me tell you something. I say, uh, do you look like this or you on your picture? She say, yeah. I say, all right. I say, well, give, give her my address and everything. I say, will you, you come on by, right? Because, see, I needed my pipes clean. See, a man needs to keep his pipes clean. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, we can clean our pipes by looking at porn, huh? We can clean our pipes, but I wanted to get my pipes clean with, with a little flesh, okay? So I calls on over and she comes over, right? And uh, she comes, she comes in. When she comes in, now, right off the bat, I, I know this gal. I know she's in the service industry, right? So I ain't home had to be jealous. I don't have to be jealous about who she messing with, who she catting around with. Is she faithful to me? I got to worry about that. She ain't my girlfriend. I know where we stand. So when she comes into the apartment, I say, well, look, the bathroom right over there, if you want to go wash up. See, I don't know where she been. I said, you go, you go over there and wash up. Right, and when you get to washing up, I had a loft. I said, "You come on up these stairs here, and I'll be waiting on you." Right, so she goes in there and she washes that thing up. Everything cleans it up real good. I goes upstairs. You know, I take all my little clothes off, and I put eighty dollars. I take, I get eighty dollars. I put eighty dollars underneath the little lamp. Right, eighty dollars underneath the lamp. And uh, when she comes in, she comes up. Right, she gets in the bed. Right, I gets on her. Gets on a missionary style, hit her a few times. Well, I put a, I put a condom on, right? I don't know who she been with. But I put a condom on. She smelled good, but they all smell good on the outside. You see, you don't you don't know you don't know really know what that thing smell like until you hitting the inside and them air pockets start popping out. And then if there's an odor, now you know something wrong with it. But I put a I put a condom on, and uh, I got on that thing. I missionary, I hit her a few times, and then I turned over doggy style. A few times, and she said, uh, I remember she said when I was talking, she said, she said, are you going to suck my breast? I said, no, I ain't sucking your breast. Because, see, I was sucking the breast because I don't know who, who, who to suck on the breast. And, see, what we're doing right now is we pleasing me. We ain't pleasing you. I'm not here to suck your breast and please you. I'm not trying to get you off. I'm paying to get me off. 
see that's one thing up too is that when you when you pay to play when you pay to play right you don't have to worry about did she get off did you get i ain't i'm not stunned about her it's all about me because i'm paying for me <laughs> i ain't selling your titty right i ain't bring you to suck your titty i don't know where your titty been you know I'm, I'm not trying to make you feel good i'm not even interested did you come or not i ain't interested in that that don't buy that don't make no matter to me so i get on that thing i, I hit a hit a missionary style I put her on the knees and hit a doggy style. And I boop, 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 boop. I pop mine. I get my rocks off and I'm done. I say all in all, it may have taken maybe about, probably less about less than five minutes. <laughs> probably less than five minutes. Because see, like I told y'all, I'm not here to please her. I don't have to, I don't have to have sex with her for no half an hour or, 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 or for no hour to try to get her off. This is about me. It, you know, it, it, it took less than five minutes for me to do what I had to do. And I was done, I told her, I said, look, look at that, see that lamp right there? I'm going to get up from here, and you go underneath that lamp, and you get what's underneath that lamp, okay? And then if you want to wash up, you can wash up, and then you go on about your business. And that's what happened. She got what she got from underneath the lamp. She came downstairs, she washed up. And I opened the door for her and she left. I, ain't had to, I, ain't, I didn't have to say goodbye. I didn't have to walk her to her car. See, that's how Mike Tyson got in trouble. See, Mike Tyson got in trouble because he had said that guy at his hotel. And Mike told him to get her get tail up out of there. Right, and that guy was mad how Mike treated her. <laughs> but see, I didn't pay you. I don't have to walk you to your car. Nine times out of ten, I had a fella down there waiting on her nine times out of ten. Right? I don't have to pay you. I don't have to walk you to your car. I don't have to kiss you goodbye. I don't have to see you say, I don't have to, when I'm going to see you again. No. She got her little money. I got my little thing. I shut the door behind her. I think the Detroit Lions and the Philadelphia Eagles was playing. Man, I got in my, my lounge chair recliner with my haagen ice cream. Ate my ice cream and watched the football game. That was it. I was satisfied. Now, why do you need a wife? What do you, what do you need a wife? What do you need a wife for? What do you need a wife for? That's how it's supposed to be. For those who want to get married, y'all get married. But for folks like who don't want to get married, I should, I, I should be able to pick up my phone and say, look, hey, come on over here, gal. And you can reach under my little lamp and get what you got. I'm going to do what I do, and you go on home. That's, how, that's a cost savings to me. I spent about $80 right there. $80. Now, if I had a wife there, I'd have I'd, I'd spent more than that in a week. Shopping, light bill, phone bill, clothing bill, all this, all these amenities to keep her happy. You've been way more than eighty dollars, and the only thing I want as a husband is what? Only you want as a husband is sex. That's all you want. That's all a man want is sex. Man cook his own food. Man go to a restaurant and get food. What can your wife do for you that you can't do for yourself besides sex? And now they would pour her. Boy, man, it's even now. I'm saving more money with pouring her. No wife, don't want a girlfriend, don't want a wife. Man, I go on porn her 20 seconds, man. I'm sleeping good. <laughs> it's the same thing. I ain't got to worry about HIV, AIDS, none of that. It's the same thing. I'm just messing with y'all. <laughs> I'm just messing with y'all. That left that my little story here. But look, y'all go back there and y'all listen to this little pod talk here on marriage. On divorce, rather. Because let me tell y'all something. Divorce is costly. That's why when you go get married, there's a big old sign up there when you get married. It tells you how much divorce costs. That's a crazy thing. When you go to these places, you get the marriage license, it tells you how much divorce costs. And you say to yourself, well, we ain't going to never go through that and experience that, so we ain't got to worry about that. And then two, three, four years later, you find yourself 
gonna be paying $385 for them papers to get a divorce and then paying a lawyer for a divorce. You see? So the only thing you wanted was sex in the beginning. Only thing you had to do was just find you a girl, find you one of these gals out here who uh you know who 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 uh who don't mind coming to your house and looking on looking underneath your lamp and being gone on about a business. <laughs> I would put it like that. I don't want to get arrested. I ain't did nothing wrong anyway. But look here. I'm going to get out of here, and like I tell y'all all the time, y'all support y'all local cigar spot. Ain't nothing wrong with smoking. Smoking a little, a little recreation. Ain't nothing wrong with it. You know, that's just my opinion. I don't care what them folks say. You know, if you would like you a good cigar, you know, find your little local cigar spot and, uh, you know, patronize it. Put a little money to the local economy. Or you go online like Holtz or SI, something like that, and, um, or you some cigars for your humidor. I always support your local economy. Y'all know I love my lipsticks. I'm supposed to got one in my hand. It's about to get good now. I'm about a quarter of the way down. And I'm going to go get me something to eat. Then I'm going to come back a little later on. I'm going to finish this, this good stick off. But look here. It was good talking to y'all like always. Y'all take a listen to this thing on divorce. And you decide if you really want to get married. First thing that you decide is why you get married? Why you get married? Oh, she look good. Man, look how fine she is. Spend about $20,000, $25,000 on, on a wedding. Then on a honeymoon. For what? You spend all that money on what? So you can go on a honeymoon and have sex? Think about how crazy that is. You spend all this money on this gal because you want to have sex? When if you find you want these, these little gals out here, you may have to pay a little light bill. You know what I mean? Pay a little light bill. Keep her lights on. The one of these little gals that want to sub, sub, subsidize her income. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You don't want to get one subsidized income and she understand where everything stands. You know, like that like that girl in Michigan that I was kidding, that I, my friend in Michigan who was going over to Canada. There ain't nothing wrong with it. A little, a little subsidizing. You know. Pay a you know, pay a light bill. You know, ain't nothing wrong with paying a little light get, get you a little. She got she got what she wants, she got what y'all get. Y'all got an amicable relationship. Go home. What you gonna get married for? Because you want kids? How many fools out how many fools out, out, out here divorced now with kids gotta pay child support? Shoot, if you want kids, if you want kids and you and you meet a little gal and you knock her up, you just pay your child support. Just it's the same thing as being divorced, paying child support. You you take care of your responsibility. And I tell any man out there, if you knock a woman up and it's your kid, you need to pay for it. That's your kid. They ain't mine. I don't need to be I don't need to be paying for social services to take care of your kid, fool. You pay your own child support. But what I'm saying is what you getting married for. You getting married, you could go to go on a twenty-five Pay twelve thousand dollars for a wedding, and then another twelve thousand dollars going on a honeymoon. You paying all that money for what? To go have sex? To look at her? To look in her eyes and say, "Oh, we so much in love." And then violate, violate y'all in divorce court, or when her body start changing and she don't look as good as she used to, or when your body start changing, you don't look as good as you used to. She may look at you and say, "Shoot, I don't want all that belly on me." Look at him. He got. Look at him. He, I don't. He's just a sorry looking man because she online looking at looking 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 at looking, looking at see some these little young guys with these nice bodies with these abs and all that stuff and half of them gay anyway. All some of these big fella, these old living mud big these young cat gay muscles on half of them gay anyway. She looking at all them old gay boys and she wish she can have some of that. But them old gay boys, them old them old young bodybuilding gay boys, <laughs> they want other boys. That's just my opinion now, not the facts. <laughs> all right, then I'm going to get on out of here now. Then don't y'all listen to me, man. Look, like I tell y'all always in life, y'all take care of everybody. But more importantly, y'all take care of yourself first. All right, then.